in 2018, the greatest superhero movie of all time released. And now, in 2023, the sequel. Anybody want a bagel? everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show the more you nerd and this is miles's birthday challenge episode happy birthday miles thanks buddy um yeah like i said i'm gonna make this one real easy for us uh one because i wanted an opportunity uh even though it's been a couple weeks and neither of us got the chance to see it again uh as we had hoped but I wanted I wanted to at least be able to talk about this with somebody because we've done a little Discord chit chat, but not a ton. And uh, it was between you know doing one of these new comic book movies, and it sure wasn't going to be the Flash. <laughs> oh, uh, well, what we decided to do, of course, uh, I didn't spoil the title in the in the intro. We are talking about Spider Man across the Spider Verse, and yes, this will be. Spoilerific. Uh, so let let's get down to it. Let's do our quick like two or three minute spoiler free. If somehow there's anybody listening to the show that hasn't seen Across the Spider Verse yet, spoiler free takes for Across the Spider Sp- the uh, Spider Verse the Spider Verse spoiler free take a uh, sequel to one of the best animated movies of all time and is also one of the best animated movies of all time the end yeah um <laughs> if you if you even kind of liked into the spider-verse across the spider-verse is everything you want and more uh it is worth it to watch it multiple times i say having only seen it once but i have gone back and seen scenes over and over again uh, there are so many little details married into all of these different scenes and shots and moments that it's just. These people, oh, are I mean, we'll be coming to this movie for the rest of the summer. There, oh, there's so much sure. stuff going on in background. Obviously, if you've seen the trailers, there's tons of, of spider people everywhere um, and, and new ones being discovered every day. Some that will like blink and you miss it. And I really wish I was like, oh, man, I wish that had been more prominent. Yeah. Um, uh, only thing but, I will, only thing I will spoil that probably needs to be said because a lot of people, including in my theater, didn't seem to know that this is a part one. It's not a part. Yes. It's not a full movie. It's a part one. Uh, um, so uh, as as the was, people in the third row yelled stupid when the movie ended um, because they did not realize that it was not going to be a full. Yes, movie. it it was originally a call, I believe, across the spiders part one which it is i believe still known as international so uh at least international audiences are going to have that confusion uh when beyond the spider-verse comes out right uh so uh let's get down to it it's spoiler time baby spoilers in oh and uh next week we're back to fast and the furious movies we're doing tokyo drift um 
that yeah that's next week again uh if you yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it yeah. if you're only listening to the first three and a half minutes of this episode um for whatever reason yes we will be drifting in tokyo uh next week okay uh and spoilers and three two one miles i don't know where to start with how much i love this movie so all right do you want to start with just the I would say at one point the the dual narrative of Gwen and uh, Miles, or do you want to start with how much we love all these new characters? <laughs> uh, there, I, I love all these new characters, but there is one in particular that I love. Talking about my boy Hobie, Obi Brown, Spider Punk. So I don't even want to do a like normally we do like a whole like you know, this is what happens in the movie and like step-by-step plot thing. I don't even want to do that uh, for this movie because I, I just, I, I just want to talk about all these different things. And this is going to be very stream of consciousness <laughs> for me because I don't know. I, it's kind of a stream of consciousness movie in some ways, but yeah. Yeah. So we are introduced to a number of new spider people, including uh, uh, Pavitar Prabhakar, the, the Spider-Man of India. Uh, and we was wonderful, <laughs> who is also just wonderful. Um, but we are also we are introduced as part of this to Hobie Brown, Spider Punk, the London punk rock Spider-Man voiced by uh, um, Daniel Kalua. D- Daniel Kalua, uh, who just having a career moment right now, this dude. Well, and he he talked about how much playing this iteration of Hobie meant to him because he's like, because this was my youth. I was a punk kid from this exact dialect area that Hobie's from. And yeah. uh, he's using his real accent in this movie. Yes. Is what he has said. And, and also, I believe they cast him specifically because of this background that he has. Uh, I, I don't know what I, I don't want to say the role was written for him, but I wouldn't be surprised with how perfect he is. In it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, th- this he was. So good. And what I love about his character is what makes his character wonderful kind of subtly comes throughout the movie that when you tie it all together, you realize what an integral piece Hobie is. But, you know, throughout the movie, he's he's kind of making these like kind of underhanded comments uh, about the kind of spider force that Miguel's put together and making saying some cool punk rock non sequiturs and everything. And then when all when everything comes to head, he he is the impetus of kind of kicking off what I would say the the Miles is a little rebellion. Yeah. And this is and this is what I love about this character. So you are interested. So so they're they're fighting the spot in uh, in the the uh, Mumbatten, the the Mumbai Manhattan crossover. And uh, and they're having a hard time fighting the spot, which is we'll get to the spot. He's kind of cool, too. I thought he was going to be completely lame, but no, he's actually really, really cool. I too. honestly did not expect him to be the main. Villain. I didn't either. Didn't either. And I love that he's the main villain because they took an idea and it's always great to do this. You take a character that is completely ridiculous and has been made fun of forever and then turn them into a really interesting, dangerous character. I mean, yeah. It's something that, that a lot of writers have been doing the last 20 years, you know, and, and, and it, it's, I love it, that. 
it is absolutely funny. I saw this movie with my whole family and uh and when we were in the car on the way to the movie theater, my son and all my all my family loves Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, even my wife, who's not a super huge spider like superhero movie person, loves Into the Spider-Verse because as I previously mentioned, it is insanely detailed. It is so visually stunning the soundtrack is fantastic the story is fantastic everything about into the spider-verse is perfection and watching this movie and seeing them just take everything they did in the 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 first movie and just turn it up past 11 up to like 12 13 14 um including the spot but as we're on the way to the the movie theater my son's like hey dad do you remember uh you remember in the first movie when the they threw the bagel at that guy and it said bagel on the <laughs> on the the screen when it when the bagel hit him in the head and lo, lo and behold the bagel guy is the the villain of the piece and it's just so excellent. It's great i love it um but to get back to hobie so they're fighting and then hobie shows up and immediately it's just so cool and they are and he's breaking down the shield and helps them stop what he's trying to do or kind of stop what he's trying to do or you know get through the collider and whatnot colliders are back but uh they also intimate that like he and gwen may have something going on and it's like is this going to be a love triangle blah 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 yeah so i love that that's how they introduce the, the the character of Hobie is, is this this potential other guy and and then almost immediately throw that out not I only love that not so only much. is Hobie not a threat to Miles in that respect but he is also Miles's biggest backer in the entire movie yes. when his best friends Gwen and Peter B Parker are you know telling him that this is how it's got to be da 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 Hobie Brown is standing up and telling him all of this stuff. And, and you see it throughout, like he's like the, and just the callbacks to using the palms to break the shield and all of this stuff. And, and hope you're not helping. Good. Well, oh, the best line in the movie. It, good. Like, it's not even just like, hope you're not helping. Good. It's that timing of hope you're not helping. Good. Like, he knows like it's, yeah. it's so immediate it's, oh, it's so cool it's so no, cool like uh, he's Obi, so Obi cool is, he's yeah. so cool miles that me as a freaking 38 almost 39 year old man am jealous of a freaking cartoon character because he's so cool god yeah. yeah i mean i always really enjoyed the spider punk design i've actually got a spider punk uh marvel legends figure around here somewhere um and I mean, I, I've enjoyed the stuff they've done in the comics, but this iteration is just perfect. This is the character conceived because initially the character was conceived as a spider, a UK spider character. And I think they they you know twisted that around a little bit because Slot didn't like the Spider UK idea. And which they still made Spider UK, which is a different right which they yeah it's not as cool um, it's a captain britain captain britain's i'm sorry people that love captain britain they're not that cool yeah um the like even when he uh you know takes his mask off and he's got this this, this absolute dope style and uh miles is like how are you cool under the mask and he goes cool this whole time <laughs> it's like how are you even cooler with the mask off god i love it so much and and all the while he's just doing all of these things and backing miles up and 
clearly stealing components to make his own multiversal travel watch in front of everybody. Uh, I just, I love yeah. it. Every, every line I, is freaking gold out of his mouth. Like, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't I, like I, consistency. I do, I do need to talk about the spider elephant in the room for me. Um, and, and it's something that I said consistently in the trailers leading up to the release of this movie is kind of bummed that Miguel's probably the bad guy of the spider people. And while he's, he's not, he is. And as a lifelong, uh, Miguel fan, I, I was a little bummed out. Uh, I was also a little bummed out that no one like specified what his powers are. He's, He's not a vampire, um, but he does have <laughs> spider venom. Um, well, he wasn't even I mean, it, it, when you look at Miguel's backstory, he, unlike all the other spider people, was not bitten by a radioactive spider. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not going to get in, into that. Re- regardless, what is obviously happening is that he is someone that has been affected negatively and I'm I'm pr- I'm projecting for what I presume the story for beyond the Spider-Verse, the third movie is going to be when it launches, hopefully in March of next year. Um, I'm he is going suspect over. <laughs> I don't know, man. I hope it's I, w- I would I would hope it's tomorrow, but I don't know. I'll wait five years right. for it. I don't care if, if if this this will if the third movie pulls it off, it'll be the greatest trilogy of movies ever. Yes. Trilogy of movies. I said it out loud. Um, but uh the the whole idea of canon events and this is another thing that i absolutely love about this movie is that the meta commentary the meta on commentary can, about yeah, canon events it. and those are the I things that they can't be changed except we already have plenty of evidence that they can be changed and not destroy society it, it, it seems like someone watched an episode of doctor who and had a real issue with fixed moments in time yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um i mean look look like i said i'm a lifelong uh miguel o'hara fan so and i was so stoked when i saw him in the post-credit sequence in uh into the spider-verse so for miguel you know kind of being the antagonist or at least the hero who takes it way too far it it sucks because i also feel like it does a little this movie is complicated in a, in a really great narrative way. And I, I love that because a lot of times the comic book characters don't get to be too complicated. And, and you can have people make mistakes. You can have people make bad plays or, you know, get on the wrong side of things. I think they do a great job of that with Gwen because, um, you know, Gwen has her own tragic story that's being told and her own path that we are also following because i i mean we're we're not just following miles like we get miles as his story and then we spend a lot of time with gwen and and her I mean, her world as the, well the whole opening is basically gwen's backstory and then there's a mm-hmm. second title card to introduce you like okay and now we're gonna do the movie <laughs> like yeah uh, it, which, was, uh, it was great which i loved i loved the look of gwen's world as sort of this watercolor painting that explodes with emotion mm-hmm. like anytime and then when the vulture comes in it's all this old newsprint oh it's so cool like it's not just newsprint it's like like uh 
da vinci drawing stuff yeah like, it's, like, so, it's like old parchment so cool. paper oh also shout out to jack quaid for being in quite literally everything um mm-hmm. jack quaid as gwen stace as as a uh, spider gwen's peter parker who ends up becoming the lizard um this dude you know he's playing superman in the new superman cartoon yeah yeah i didn't, know, I didn't know that jack yeah, no, quaid uh, is jack, literally jack everywhere <laughs> He's li- he's living the best nerd life for sure. I mean, like he and he looks like he's having the best time. Yeah, I don't even know uh, how nerdy this guy is, but he's certainly found a niche and stuff. Well, if he's not nerdy, his his agent must be because he's getting them in every single yeah. nerdy project. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I think that they did a great job with with telling Gwen's story, um, in a way that doesn't feel like it's distracting from Miles because we're also telling a really great another great coming of age story with miles because the first time we see him get his powers and now he's a little bit older he's a little bit more functioning as spider-man a little bit taller and yeah um but he's still having these the same problem a teenage peter parker had and, and most teenage superheroes do have is the the home problem and especially when one of your parents is a cop that can cause some issues. And I got to highlight, I know we did this last time, but Brian Tyree Henry bringing in a whole month of a performance as uh, Jeff Morales, Miles' father. Yes, which uh, uh, the, they changed the name, by the way, thankfully. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Miles Morales' dad has long been known as Jeff Davis, which is yes. a terrible name to be uh, stuck with. Uh yeah. look up right. look, look up your civil war history is all i'll say there right, right, right. <laughs> anyway um, no I, I like that he's he took uh um his mother's name but the the voice the voice performance that brian tyree henry does i think is really incredible because you know a lot of people uh tend to side eye when celebrities get really notable uh, voice gigs and and sometimes like with you know jake johnson as peter b spider-man they're, they're just playing themselves and sometimes that's what you know they're being asked to do um i think you need jake johnson to be jake johnson as peter b uh parker um but brian tyree henry delivers delivers a, a vocal performance that is very unlike the stuff that you get to see him do a lot and you're seeing him do this more and more these days especially after he was nominated for an oscar but like yeah uh in bullet train he's he gets to do a really cool accent and he's he's just doing a lot more interesting choices and this role that he does here i think really showcases what a versatile voice actor and performer that he is in general and i i just had to highlight you know what a phenomenal job uh henry did as jeff morales and and, uh, fantastic work out of him Uh, and i have to say I, I I also love the sort of typical change in Spider-Man and that, you know, uh, soon to be Captain Morales has a really good working relationship with Miles as Spider-Man, not knowing that it's his son putting out a right. deep voice to pretend. <laughs> Officer, how we doing? I mean, maybe just get off. It. <laughs> what is it? I think. Says, yeah, they actually they actually drop a couple of, of lines that I was expecting, like, we should just get off his ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Miles, settle down. <laughs> well, because I, I what what I love is that despite the heart of a hero that he does have, and despite the fact that he is, you know, a good guy, Miles Morales 
is still a teenager. And sometimes a teenager is going to be a teenager no matter what. It is. And that's fine. And so I like seeing these moments come through because it just it makes them more relatable. It makes them more three-dimensional and realistic. And they do that with so many characters. Even if I disagreed with the take on Miguel, they did a really good job of giving him the pathos of like, oh, this is why this guy is really twisted because whew, did he come from a really twisted spot? Um, and even the mission statement that they're doing is, you know, we're trying to fix the multiverse. And I love that they they just throw shade at um, the MCU. You know, don't get me started on that on Doctor Strange and that little nerd on Earth Earth one nine 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 nine. Yeah, which by the way, Earth one nine 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 uh is what is the official Earth designation of the MCU when it comes to all of the stuff, not the MCU's six one six. I'm sorry. The MCU ain't six one six. I'm sorry. No, and but I-, I did I did I love that because you know, even though we well, we actually do get some MCU stuff because we get uh the uh, Donald Glover as the Prowler. Oh gosh, what a great cameo! But I, I like that aspect. That that way. Okay, we've had we've had some multiversal issues, and so th- this Spider Team, which is very similar to some of the Spider Verse, um, kind of aftershocks in the comics when you had the Web Warriors and stuff. You did have a team of of multiversal Spider Man like doing stuff. So I, I did appreciate that aspect, that idea. Also. I mean, it's such a treat, like seeing all these different spider people and most of them don't even say a word. I mean, you get uh, some really, really cool cameos like the Spider-Man Unlimited costume is there. Um, I was a little disappointed because they like my boy, Ben Riley, is in the movie and they couldn't resist making him a parody of 90s comics. I get it. It was very funny. And it, it was, was it was I mean, funny with delivered the, perfectly by Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg as 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 him. And just I love the way he's designed. Like it's so like speaking it, of design, it looks like he jumped out of a 90s comic. Speaking of designs, there are a lot of spider people that have kind of the same Spider-Verse look that we're expecting, but there are a few in there that look very different, that are drawn differently, much like mm-hmm. much like uh, uh, Spider-Man Noir was in the first movie or Spider-Ham was in the first movie. Um, of course, uh, you know, Scarlet Spider is drawn in this super 90s sort of art style. Uh, a lot of cross hatching and, yeah, and, and, so, and dark so shading. Cool. It's great. We didn't <laughs> even talk about how how Spider-Punk's design apparently took like three years to accomplish. And yeah, because it's it's just like it looks like all these flyers and newspapers and all this. And and it changes. It changes by the moment. But also like style does too. the 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 idea of animating in ones and twos and threes, which is how many like frames it takes before something changes. And there was a and and there was a big deal in in, into the Spider-Verse that mile ever all the other characters were animated in ones, meaning one frame per movement. But Miles was animated in twos, meaning two frames per movement. So he, he kind of seemed a little more stiff than the rest of the characters. And it's just a very subtle thing that they don't point out until a moment where he comes into his own. And for the rest of the movie, he is animated in ones. Well, Spider-Punk's design, part of him is animated in ones, part of him is animated in twos, and part of him is animated <laughs> in threes, all on one character moving around at one time just for the way that that just for that look. And it's, it's, 
Spider-Punk is the coolest freaking character ever. I love him so much. Spider-Punk is absolutely (laughs) the coolest. Uh, Uh, There is no argument here. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I love seeing a lot of these designs um, and and more and more get popped out. I I, I certainly didn't notice in the theaters, the Spider-Man popsicle. I keep thinking about that, man. It's so funny that it was there and I didn't see it in the theater either. Somebody pointed it out to me on, on, on TikTok or Reddit after the fact. It's just like, freaking awesome spider yeah cat. i mean we, we do we get yeah we get Sp- spider cat has a, a moment in the sun you get uh the original a uh, bag head spider-man just for a split um, second you get the the fantastic bag man uh the yeah. the the web slinger the uh the the gunslinger spider-man with his horse uh widow <laughs> is that the name of the horse <laughs> so, so, uh you get peter parked car um peter parked car was so funny uh it's basically the spider mobile but it's it's alive i I don't think i saw toei's spider you did not because i i know they kept saying that toei's spider-man was supposed to be in there and i was like where's spider-man where is my mech (laughs) so i i would hope the problem with the problem with with uh with um what do they call him uh tokusatsu spider-man um is that i think his official designation is toei spider toei spider-man yeah the the difficulty with him is that he we already have sort of a japanese media inspired character with penny parker and oh we got like a thousand spiders in here from from similar things i agree I agree. This is this is the conversation that I have with someone who I was arguing. I wish that he was a uh, Tokusatsu Spider-Man was in the in the movie because I want to see Leopard on. Um, yeah, I, that's what I want to see because he was such a cool part of the original movie too, or excuse me, or the original comic book uh, into the Spider-Verse run. Um, but I would think, you know, we have just a reminder to everybody watching that the the Spider Society group is not all of the spiders in the in the multiverse i i know i just i feel like i remember there being a report that that spider-man was going to be in this movie well remember that this movie was also only going to be a sequel and not two sequels for a period of time so it's entirely possible that that was based off of something that they were planning that has been pushed into beyond that's that's true because wouldn't it be great if uh you have this group go and recruit other spiders as part of as as part of this this next movie and you know have penny speak some japanese to recruit toei spider-man uh, you know that'd be be fun yeah also it looks like penny's gone through some stuff yeah, in the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, she definitely uh doesn't seem as chipper as well she might have gone through her canon event like i have you ever read the penny parker comic yeah yeah she's oh you mean the character created by my chemical romance is gerard way no drew i haven't i didn't know she was created by gerard way or at least i had forgotten wild okay okay all right yeah Yeah. so there's some there's some there's some uh my chemical romance in this uh in this movie and and gerard way's probably getting getting some sort of uh residuals from this (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh, no penny parker was created by gerard way um and which which honestly with his a lot of his his whole aesthetic with a lot of stuff makes perfect sense yeah um i i think my one first my one disappointment from going into the movie was oh man i'm, I'm bummed that we're not gonna get like you know milani and cage and and those spiders until 
we get the 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 scene at the end of the movie and i'm like oh okay, okay. yes they're reuniting the team okay so i want to talk about i want to talk about the ending and then I want to talk. We haven't talked about the core story of this movie. It doesn't matter. We 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 said at the beginning that I didn't I didn't care about talking about the core story. Yeah, if you want to yeah. talk about the core story, go see the movie because uh, it deserves to be seen. Um. So, early on, in in the movie, we are, are, are we learned that Miles's spider, that is from Universe Forty Two, which is not Universe Sixteen Ten, which is where Miles is from. And this is this is another thing I love about this movie, Miles is that they are making connections to stuff that happened in the first movie that they had to have planned for this. Right. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So in the, in the first movie, miles gets bitten by spider 42. uh, And we don't know what that means. We don't know why there's a 42 on it, but we do see that that spider glitches like the other spider people have glitched when they entered into his reality, which it took me watching this movie to realize, Oh yeah, that spider glitched. It wasn't from that reality. That's wild. I'd never put that together. Um, similarly, when miles, uh, is, is, has his first spider sense moment, his spider sense kind of color, colorized effect was purple, purple and green. Mm. And then he meets Peter Parker, Peter A. Parker. I think that's what they called him. E. Oh, no. you're, talking the, you're talking about the Chris Evans? The, the, the Chris Pine Parker. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah, the better Chris. Um, I mean, I love Chris Pine, so. Um, uh, but then his, You know I love Chris Pine. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, uh, we have this conversation oddly regularly, uh, which is. We talk about Chris Pine very much. We do talk about Chris <laughs> Pine a lot. Chris Pine, come on our show. We just want to hang. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, just, go see Dungeons and Dragons or buy Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is freaking great. That was a great movie. I was honestly surprised how good that movie was. It's the second best movie of the year that I've seen in the theater so far. Anyway, um, the best live action movie in the theaters I've seen all year. Anyway, uh, but after he meets Peter Peter Parker, he meets that Spider-Man, his spider sense powers change from purple and green to blue and red, the Spider-Man colors. Well, of course, we get to the end of the movie. And we well we we learned that 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 the spider that bit Miles wasn't meant for him, that spider was meant for another universe, and now there's a universe that doesn't have a Spider Man. And if you watch the spots, you know the spots backstory as he's doing the whole thing with with it's all kind of black and white sketch design. It looks very cool for a split second, and I did not see it in the theater the first time. And luckily, people seem to have copies of this movie that they've been able to kind of frame by frame you see a very particular character where a spider was supposed to was going down to bite them. And then the spider disappears. This character looks a lot. This character looks a lot like miles. Only he's got braids on the back of his head. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. I mean, the the, the movie also tells you this was supposed to happen. Um, well, but but it doesn't, that's really cool. I I missed that entirely. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that, that I am lucky I had it pointed out because I didn't see it either. But when we get to the end of the movie with one of the greatest, like I loved, I loved catching it early because I saw when, when they, he's getting put into the, uh, into the machine that sends you where you're supposed to go or send you home machine or whatever that creepy name they called it with the kind of creepy spider design that they had for it. I saw he was being sent to to world 42 knowing he wasn't going to go back to his spot. And then he's in this, you know, sort of dark 
alternate reality where his dad was dead and his mom raised him and his uncle's still alive, but you are encountered in the last moments of the movie with the prowler of, of world 42 miles G Morales. And it's, and, and, and he looks just like the character that was supposed to get bit by the spider, meaning but he's, he's got a, his, his accent's a little bit different because he's but, hanging around, you know, it's, it's, well, it, it's it is, he's so got, good. he's got more of a Spanish language accent mm-hmm. uh, because his dad wasn't in the picture and his mom spent more time right. raising him. So exactly. Uh, it, there's so much detail to that. And so much of the, the way that he is tied up to that punching bag is the same way that he, that uh, he tied Peter B Parker to the punching bag in the first movie. Like, I, if they don't call back to don't watch the mouth, watch the hands, I'm going to be so surprised and shocked. But here's what I love about about this scene and what really, really works for me. You have this scene and you have you have iconic music from the first movie. You've got the Prowler theme and you've got Miles's hero theme. And while the scene is happening, you've got. The Prowler theme happening is evil Miles is staring down. Well, I say evil miles prowler miles is because I have a yeah. feeling they're going to team up together in the third movie. Anyway, uh, where prowler miles is staring down, Maybe. down spider miles. And you've got miles's hero theme hitting and they're, they're merging together into this, into this amazing th- song. And then Gwen shows up and you start suddenly hearing this big drum beat behind this this existing music because because Gwen's a drummer she is a rock and roll drummer and we mm-hmm. I got this established which so, I'm glad they at least at least referenced more in this one like I think she had her drumsticks in in some clips in the last movie but like seeing that she was actively a drummer in a band like was nice and and, and so you've got the, so when she shows up on the scene, you've got these drums kicking in. And the second that they zoom out and they show you the full team, Hobie's there and the guitar riff kicks in. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is the end of the movie. No. Yeah. You got Hobie. You get, uh, you get Spider-Man noir. You get spider ham. Excited for spider ham again. I um, am too, man. Cause you know, they're going to have a scene between Spider-Man, spider ham and that cat. Spider cat. <laughs> oh, dude, I uh, saw something announced today that apparently they've mm. they've announced that in Beyond the Spider Verse, we're going mm-hmm. to see a number of story story heavy alternate Gwens, which is going to be cool. interesting. I wonder if we'll get a uh, Gwenpool. I <laughs> uh, there's a decent shot. I. I don't love I mean, Gwenpool, but I do too. I love I love Gwendolyn. I said um, I don't love Gwenpool, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. I I I really like Gwenpool. Um, I think I think that'd be cool. I I I want them to stick this so badly because you know clearly they, they were planned. Obviously, this was planned, and you've got two parts of a trilogy that are near flawless. Dynamite. I mean, you've got some of the best. I mean, speaking of Spider Verse. The first Spider-Verse movie is the first soundtrack that I remember forever that was known for the actual songs in the soundtrack, like um, Sunflower and What's Up Danger. Like, even though these songs might have been on, on an album prior or at, in conjunction with, like, it's been so long since actual, an actual soundtrack has been released for a movie 
that has kind of hit the way that soundtrack did. I, this movie and was so even though good. in the movie it doesn't have the needle drop of what's up danger in that great scene or which is still in the film a great scene when Miles is like nah I'm gonna do my own thing and then just proceeds to get out of that situation oh it's so good it's so good oh, but I but I but I got all your spider buddies out of your little clubhouse <laughs> it's like, yeah yes! oh. I think uh, I mean this movie does everything the first one does like you said and more it tells a a really wonderful story with a lot of interesting, relatable, complicated characters. And it doesn't give you exactly what you want from it. It gives you what you need. I mean, it's telling a really good story and we don't know how it's going to end. And I just, I really appreciate something that felt fresh, especially in this genre when it feels like, you know, the main Marvel movies are for the most part, seemingly phoning it in. Um, and I mean, I'm still enjoying those movies, but it does. They do kind of feel like they're coasting. And Where, then you watch and, this, and you like, watch this movie that breaks expectations over and over and over again. Like we talked about, yeah. we talked about the the love triangle setup that they immediately discard. We talk uh, like the 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 idea that uh, the whole canon events thing is just such a cool meta commentary for the way that fandom looks at these stories. And, and not only that, because of the kind of hip hop background of the score and the soundtrack, there is a lyrical movement film. But from visually, from the pacing, there is an absolute flow this film has that just I, it's it's difficult for me to articulate. But it just. When you see a movie like this, you you just know you have something special like this movie. I mean, despise expectations for a sequel. It despise expectations for a superhero film, for an animated film. Just like the first, it it pushed boundaries on what people were doing with mainstream big budget animation in a way that I don't think anyone's done since Pixar entered the scene. And and they like, do like no no one's doing anything. And I'm not talking about like anime or uh or Japanese animation or even like the things that are, you know independent i'm talking about like no big budget animation studio is doing something this artistically interesting right and and no big budget animation studio is going to see a fan-made lego version of the trailer that some kid posted to youtube and reach out to the person who did that to discover that it's a 14 year old kid and then hire that 14 year old kid to, to Lego animate an entire portion of this movie. A 14 year old kid did that. Don't also don't write in and tell me all about Leica studios because I know and love Leica studios. I'm not talking about that. They are. They're, they're mainstream because they're known, but they're, they don't make a lot of money. Um, but this, this, yeah, this film is just next level. And I, and we are already seeing its influence because, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem is clearly influenced by the Spider-Verse films and the advanced word on that, even in its unfinished form is so positive that the studio is just moving the the date up, I think two weeks because I'm I'm super hyped. I'm super hyped for that movie. I think it looks great. And I mean, I don't know why it never occurred to people to like, hey, what if we made these things look like moving comics? You know, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I'm I'm really excited about the precedent this one's set. I'm I'm excited what it's gonna do for, what it's hopefully gonna do for animation because at least the first film that seems in seems that is inspired by it looks to have taken the right lessons. And I'm really excited to see what happens next. But yeah, this this movie is is so far the best film of the year for me. It's it's at the top of my litter box. And I mean, I've seen some really, really phenomenal films this year, but this this just grand slam knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there's Mayday, uh, which I just have to mention. Oh, God, we haven't talked about Mayday. Talk about Mayday. Like that kid's an anarchist. <laughs> so, again, I know I keep bringing up Spider Punk, but of all the people that Mayday deals with in that movie. Spider Punk is the only one that holds her and plays with her. Mm hmm. He's the only one she, she 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 gets handed off to 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 Miguel and he just she just kind of crawls all over him. And it's kind of yeah. funny because she's just a little tiny spider person. But uh, just, just also uh, Chris, the entire time, but like wanted her. Beanie. And then when she drags the beanie over her face oh at the gosh. end, when when Pete's uh, popping out of the apartment, I was like, this is perfect. So good. So freaking good. Ah, this movie ruled. This movie ruled like the more I talk about it, I walking out of the theater. Having seen this movie and again, as I have said over and over and over again on this and many other podcasts into the Spider-Verse is my favorite superhero movie. I think it is the best created superhero movie ever. Better than any of the MCU stuff, better than any of the DC stuff, better than any other comic book movie. And I stand by that to this day. But until I saw this movie. And I, I still like the only reason that I think that this movie is not maybe not as good as Into the Spider-Verse is because Into the Spider-Verse is the first one and introduces all these characters that get better payoffs in the second one. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to but say. It's, I it's mean, these, so good. We're, we are, even if you like Into the Spider-Verse more, which is perfectly fine, it, we're, we're splitting hairs. I think these are both phenomenal films that they're just they take every they take everything like animation style is so much more creative and on so many other levels like we didn't talk about Mumbatten at all like this gigantic india oh, inspired yeah. manhattan setup that's so many different levels and just this massive sprawling mega city filled with people you've got we we see a little bit of spider punk's uh uh, uh background we see Obviously, a bunch of Gwen's of uh, Gwen's. We talked about uh, Gwen's world already, which is which is mm -hmm. super cool. And of course, we get the slightly darker, slightly off color of uh, Universe 42 alternate take on on Miles's 1610 reality. It just. And it's just so colorful and interesting. And even when it's not colorful, when you like we talked about the vulture fright, but that just he, he that vulture stands out so distinctly from everything else that's going on. It's like. This is a masterclass in animation styles and mixing of animation styles. And it's just and the, and the way they weave all of that in with live action cameos and live action, uh, you know, different uh, different references and things like that. It just it's. It's truly incredible. Uh, this movie rules. Mm -hmm. I already have it pre-ordered. I cannot wait to see it again and again and again because it will get yeah. constant play in my house for about three weeks. Yeah, I'm 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 so excited for the future of of the Spider-Verse. It's the the one 
I, I can't say it's the one Spider-Man thing that Sony's getting right because I mean I loved Far From Home, but uh, the trailer for Craven just dropped this week, and that's a thing. Um, all right, so so uh, b- before we wrap up, I just want to get let's talk predictions for Beyond the Spider Verse. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to like to say like what's going to happen. I don't know. I feel I definitely think we'll get more villains. I I think you might have uh, Prowler Miles and Spot teaming up. See, um, I don't know. I don't know about that. I and I think that throughout the thing, Miles is going to come around and decide to protect his his world as Prowler, or at least a spider themed Prowler. Uh, you know, Hobie Brown was Prowler in the six one six. I know that. Yeah, I'm just pointing that out because I think that's very interesting that another spider prowler is Miles Morales's biggest backup in the movie. Well, not only that, but I mean, we could talk about Hobie forever. Like, I could. I've seen a lot of talk about how he's also responsible for his canon event because his blue shoelaces typically in, in the London punk scene met he killed a cop. We see. So. I think we even see one of one of the 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 Captain Death scenes is his him holding a captain of some kind, which is which is very interesting. But uh, yeah, I I it's I, I really don't, and I think is what's great is I don't know what's going to happen. Like I mean, I assume that everyone's going to get together to fight Spot and and some sort of like multiversal bad guys and stuff. But like, how we get to that spot, what story they end up telling. I don't know. And I love that. Like, as I mean, as much as I love the live action punch of uh, Infinity War and Endgame, I knew exactly what the, what the deal. Was. I knew yeah. what, how that story was going to play out. I remember um, I remember making fun of people crying at the end of Infinity War when all the superheroes I mean, got I, dusted. Yeah, I, I defended that just because, like, people don't know that story. Uh, true. Like, I just I thought it was funny that I they live with someone who does not know that story and was in tears. We they <laughs> the were already filming the next Spider-Man movie when Spider-Man turned to dust. So I was like, eh, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I mean that could have easily taken place before, you know, that 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 stuff sure. that they've done that they did. They sure. did that that year. I guess so, they did um, with, uh... but, I, but I love that. I don't know what's going to happen. And that's really fun for me. I haven't felt that way. I mean, Guardians, Guardians 3 is very, very good. I had a so really great time it. with it. I, I, will, I will see it soon. But. And, it, and it does feel fresh. It, I mean, it's James Gunn, so he's making his movies. And, and you can tell, and that's, that's, I think, the thing that's been lost in a lot of the Marvel projects is, is they don't feel so much as an expression of the director. They feel an expression of the, of the phase, and they've, I think they've, they've leaned too far into that aspect of it. Um, and I need to pull back and just make really cool movies again. Yes. Um, that that said, we have into the Spider Verse. We have across the Spider Verse. This is, I mean, just. I I think this is a this is a linchpin in animation and in superhero storytelling uh, for the big screen. I I think this is a, both these movies are classics. They're instant classics, and I feel like we are going to be talking about these movies and their influence for years to come uh 100% because for every moment that we are still discovering from into the spider verse of something just hidden in the background or something that seems just like a throwaway moment that is actually important to something 
I, I bet there's going to be so many of those in this movie that uh, I can't I can't wait. I I'm going to have a hard time waiting, Miles. It's supposedly March. Supposedly. I I'm still not counting on that. <laughs> I don't know. But I think Haley Steinfeld said I haven't even had to record my lines yet. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> well, she was supposedly only finishing recording for this movie six weeks before it aired. So, so weird. <laughs> so weird. But, uh, you know, CG digital animation, I guess you can change things a little more easily. Yeah, I mean, you can make minute. you can make the words hit the mouth a lot easier than you used to. Or they're wearing spider masks so you don't have to match lip movements at all. That's also true. <laughs> Uh, so with that said, gang, I feel like we could just talk about all the stuff in this movie over and over again, uh, because I still want to. But we would like to let you get back to your day, your evening, your afternoon, your morning or whatever time it may be. Uh, of course. Uh, so we're going to wrap up talking about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, at least for now. Be assured this is not the last time you're going to hear that that movie name on this podcast this year. Um, and maybe well into next year as well. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, next week, we return to our furious summer where we, yeah. where we finally see the third installment, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah, uh, which is the opportunity for three fast, three furious, three fast for y'all, <laughs> three, three um, fast, three furious Um So uh, I'm, I, am, I am definitely excited. This is one that is often considered an underdog favorite amongst fans. It's the one that's gotten a lot of reappraisal. Um, and, and we're going to talk about these these this core trilogy within a series like that. I've, I've I actually just recently listened to someone talking about this, the series in general. And and it's interesting what this sets off, because. It's followed by four and then what's considered the trilogy that represents what fast is, which is five, six and seven. Um, I'm excited to get into that because everyone's like, oh, yeah, the first three movies are kind of like. Like retroactively, three setup films, like everything in these three movies gets paid off later. And I'm like, but what franchise functions like that? (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I am purposefully not doing any research ahead of time, as Miles has requested me to so that I don't spoil myself on anything huge. Um, Yeah. So I'm going in largely very blind, except I think from here on out, I know almost nothing. I I know nothing about this movie. I think Lil Bow Wow is in this one. Uh, Yes. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Is he just Bow Wow now? I don't know. Who cares? I want to keep talking about Spider-Man. So with that said, gang, we'll see you next week for three fast, three furious Tokyo Drift. Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreyounerd.com for this and every other episode we've ever recorded. Uh, tweet to us at themoreyounerd, facebook.com slash themoreyounerd, and you can email us themoreyounerd at gmail.com. That's themoreyounerd at gmail.com. And now we spider in the show as we always spider do with a rousing spider spider nerd. nerd. Spider, spider out. out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>